Well, hey, Rock Bridge, my name is Sam Smith. I'm the campus pastor at Rock Bridge Chatsworth. And hey, we're one church in, in five locations. We have six venues. We have people that are watching online and people that are listening by CD. So if you're in one of our venues or you're watching online or you're listening by CD, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you for worshiping with us. And as we're ending down, we're kind of winding down our summer in our mission trips. And if you've been following along, you can follow along at hashtag RBGo18. You can follow along and see our summer mission teams that have been on mission all summer. Actually, we have one right now that's still on field in Ukraine. And we have one that's leaving this coming Sunday to go to Honduras. And our team in Ukraine have, has already seen some just great things happen. And we're expecting some great things from, from our Honduras team. But if you've been following this hashtag, hashtag RBGo18, if you've been following that, maybe you've got a little something in your heart that's kind of making you say, hey, maybe I could live sent to another country. And guess what? Maybe you can. So we'd love for you to kind of to explore that option. You can go to rockbridge.cc slash go. And you can see the trips that are going to be available in 2019. And you can even apply for a trip. And one of our trip leaders would be honored and would be glad to meet with you and, and to talk to you. So our Ukraine team, they're in Ukraine and they're teaching English. They're working with Campus Crusade. They're teaching English. They're building relationships with students. And they're sharing the gospel. As a matter of fact... Uh, Thursday and Friday are days that are, they're sharing the gospel individually with their students that they've built relationships all week. But there's already been some pretty neat things that ha this happened. And I want to read one of the stories that our, that our trip leader, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Smith, sent back to us. So we just want to share this with you right now. She says, this is Yelena. She says, this is Yelena. I was able to meet her last year when she came to speak out. 2017, which was in her hometown of Venitsa. During Speak Out, she heard the gospel, and she made a decision to surrender her life to Christ. Mackenzie writes, since then, she has been part of a team that's working to establish a campus crusade for Christ in her own hometown of Venitsa. This year, this year she returned. Yelena returned to Speak Out 2018 as a Ukrainian helper. And she is on fire for Jesus. And she wants her community to experience Jesus' love. Just like she had. So, man, there are differences being made by our mission team. So I just want to pause right now for just a few seconds. And I want to pray for our Ukrainian mission team. And I also want to pray for our team that's going to Honduras on Sunday. And, uh, that, and our Honduras team, they go into villages that don't have clean water. And they drill wells for those villages. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and pray for those teams right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for those folks from Rockbridge that are living sent in Ukraine. And those folks from Rockbridge that are living sent by going to Honduras. Father, I just pray right now in, in, in your name, Jesus, that those students that, that are hearing the gospel Thursday and those students that are hearing the gospel on Friday, Lord, I pray that you'll begin working in their hearts. I pray you'll soften their hearts. I pray that you'll break down the religious walls. And God, they'll say yes to Jesus. And for some of those that may not say yes, 
that your Holy Spirit will begin working in their heart, that they'll take steps towards you. And Father, for our Honduras team, Lord, we just pray that you'll protect them. We pray that you'll give them success. And we're going to just ask you to define what that success is as they drill wells, as they minister to families and children in that country. And God, I just want to pray for both of these teams, that they'll take chances in the name of Jesus just by opening their mouths and telling the reason that they have hope in you. Thank you, God. And I just pray right now for every person that's listening. God, you'll begin softening hearts. God, you'll begin opening up our spiritual eyes. And God will experience and will come to a grasp to understand what your reckless love is. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're in part seven of our summer series called Songs of the Summer. And why we sing songs, you know, we sing songs that are, that are theologically correct. We sing songs that are worshipful. We sing songs that are praising God. And the reckless love of God is one of those songs. As a matter of fact, uh, Christianity Today, in an article in, in April, wrote this. Songs are powerful instruments of faith, both forming and expressing our faith. So when you sang songs just a few minutes ago, man, you are worshiping, you are expressing your faith and your love in God. And our song today, once again, is Reckless Love. And we're going to unpack that and what that looks like. But in our culture right now, when we say reckless, we may think of something different. We may think of something that just doesn't really line up with God. So in our culture right now, let's look at a few pictures that identify reckless. You see this guy right here? He's the duct tape bandit. He used duct tape to disguise himself right before he robbed a liquor store. All right? Careless. Look at this. This is a guy running with the bulls in Spain. He's taking a selfie as he's running with the bulls. Reckless. Check this out. Hey, we're hands-free, right? So we shouldn't have that phone in our hand. But this is reckless, driving a car with your cell phone and your coffee in your hand. Reckless. Next. Hey, drinking and driving. Reckless. We don't even have to unpack that. Number next. Hey, riding a motorcycle. Hey, check it out. Riding a motorcycle is not really reckless. Well, some people's opinion it may be. I'm not going to go there. But the way this guy rides it, reckless. So check this out. Wow. That's a big old alligator. There's nothing reckless about this alligator, okay? He's big. You leave him alone, he'll leave you alone. But I want you to check out this goofy guy right here. That's reckless. This guy's decided to take a selfie with this big alligator behind him. Now, this guy's wife was not very happy with him. His daughter thought it was hilarious. Dad, let me take a selfie of you with that alligator. That's reckless. But here's what I want you to see. What we've just witnessed, what we've just seen on the screen, are things that are reckless in our culture. They're careless. They're spontaneous. They're not even planned. Okay? Things that we do that just are dumb is reckless. But here's what I want you to hear me say. This type of reckless that we've just looked up on the screen, that's not, not, not the reckless love of God. 
You see, the reckless love of God is not spontaneous. It's planned. The reckless love of God has a purpose. The reckless love of God. Well, hey, let me just do this. The author of the reckless love of God, this song that we're going to unpack in just a few moments. The author's name's Corey Asbury. And here's what he said in this same article of Christianity Today. The author wrote this. A lot of people have asked why I use the word reckless to describe the love of God. I see the love of God as something wild, insane, crazy. The way that he pursues, chases us down, loves. I believe this is reckless. We were going after that really furious, violent language to speak of the nature of the love of God. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the lyrics of the song that you just worshiped to, of the song that you just praised in, of the song that you raised your hand and worshiped. We're going to look at the lyrics of the reckless love of God, and we're going to line them up with Scripture. And we're going to help all of us identify just how reckless and how God pursues us in his love for us. Because God's reckless love really just doesn't make sense. This song is written in the first person. When you sing the words of this song, reckless love, you say I in this song all the way through. So from now on, when you sing this, sing this song, and when you see the words up on the screen, I want you to take it personal because God is pursuing you. God wants you to have a relationship with him. And this is a song that we sing that we can take personal and we can put in our lives. The reckless love of God. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. In Zephaniah chapter 3, the prophet writes this. The Lord, your God, is among you, a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will be quiet in his love. He will delight in you. With singing. God delights in you before you were even born, before you were formed. He delights in you with singing. The reckless love of God sings over you. Before I took a breath, you breathed life into me. Look at what David wrote in Psalms 39. He says, Your eyes saw me when I was formless. So I want you to get that picture. God knew you before you were you. Before you were even formless. Before you were even conceived in your mom. God knew you. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. And all my days were written in your book. And planned before a single one of them began. The reckless love of God. The reckless love of God is knowing you before you were you. Let me give you an example. Here's how you fill this in. 
if I was writing this, and let me just ask you, some of y'all, some of y'all don't fill in this bulletin, okay? This is an opportunity for you to fill this bulletin in. I want to ask you for today, just try this, filling out this bulletin. This is what this fill in the blank looks like. The reckless love of God is knowing Sam before Sam was Sam. That's the reckless love of God. Never ending from eternity past to eternity present. That's the reckless love of God. I want you to imagine something with me. See, God created our imagination. Okay? So I'm going to say a statement, and I want you to imagine this. Imagine that you can create. Okay? You can create life. Would you have created you if you, would have knew, if you would have known that your creation would cause someone in your life to die? Your son, your daughter, your spouse, your parents. See, that's exactly what God did with his reckless love. He created you knowing it was going to cost his son Jesus his life. He created you. He knew you before the beginning of time, knowing it was going to cost him his son. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. When I was your foe, still your love fought over me. This word foe means enemy. This word foe means against. When I was your enemy or your foe, your love fought over me. Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, he writes this. For while we were enemies, we were against God. For while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? So, We were enemies, but God's reckless love still gave his son for you, still gave his son for me, even while we were enemies to God, and he knew it was going to cost. He gave his son willingly for every person. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul writes this. He made the one who did not know sin. He, his Father God, the one is Jesus. He made the one who did not know sin. Jesus left heaven, put on the, earth, put on the robe of humanity and came to earth and lived a sinless life. Life He never sinned. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us. When Jesus died on the cross, he took your sin upon him. So that in him, that's Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. So Jesus took on our sin. The righteousness of God, here's what that means. Because when a person receives that forgiveness and asks Jesus to forgive them. 
they're forgiven. But not only are they forgiven, they are made right. That righteousness of God means that they are declared to be right in God's eyes. They have good standing. So when God looks at a person who's already been saved, man, he sees Jesus on them. He doesn't see their sin because his son paid for their sin. So the reckless love of God is fighting for you when you were his enemy. Put your name there. Fighting for Sam when Sam was his enemy. Man, he pursues. He chases. A holy God wants a relationship with a sinful person like me and like you. That's reckless. That's crazy. That's insane. But that's God's reckless love. That's how much he gave for each one of us. Remember, we have to take this song, we have to take these lyrics personal. There's no wall you won't kick down. Lie you won't tear down. Coming after me. God's reckless love is a pursuing love. Oh, he chases me down. Fights till I'm found and leaves the 99. Let's unpack that. We're in Luke chapter 15. And Luke, the historian, writes this. He says, all the tax collectors and sinners were approaching to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were complaining. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them a parable. Now, a parable is this. A parable is a story. A parable is an illustration. So get the picture. Jesus has these sinners and tax collectors all around him. All right? But he also has the scribes and the Pharisees. Who are the scribes and the Pharisees? They're the religious folks. He also has them all around him. So Jesus asks a question to start this parable. He says, what man among you who has a hundred sheep and loses one, loses one of them, and does not leave the 99 in the open field and go after the one until he finds it? That's reckless. You think about that. The shepherd leaves the 99 Stops protecting the 99 and recklessly pursues the lost sheep. Every person in this room and every person listening, you are the lost sheep. Or you were the lost sheep. Jesus said the shepherd leaves the 99. In verse 5. And when he found it, when he found the sheep, and when he found it, he joyfully put it on his shoulders and coming home, and he calls his friends and his neighbors together saying, rejoice with me, check it out, joyfully, rejoice. When this shepherd finds the lost sheep, because he was recklessly looking for this lost sheep who can't find his way back home, he doesn't 
punish the sheep. He doesn't discipline the sheep. He doesn't scold the sheep. He joyfully, with joy, puts the sheep on himself and carries the sheep back and gathers his buddies around and says, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. Man, that's reckless love. The shepherd in this story is God Almighty looking for you and looking for me who cannot find their way back because they're lost sheep. Jesus said, I tell you in the same way. There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous people who don't need repentance. Jesus searches for lost sheep and brings them back to himself. Listen to how Peter unpacks this in 1 Peter chapter 2. It says, He himself bore our sin in his body on that tree so that having died to sin, he might live for righteousness. So once again, this is a picture of Jesus who died on the cross for our sin. That's a picture of the good shepherd who recklessly leaves the 99 and who recklessly goes in search of that one. But his wounds, but by his wounds we have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray. But you have now returned to the shepherd, the overseer of your souls. The overseer, the shepherd is God Almighty. Jesus Christ who shepherds your soul. Your soul is that part of you that lives forever, that never dies. For a person that's been found, man, that's a reason to worship God's reckless love because he's pursued you. He searched you. You were once a sheep going astray. But now you have a shepherd and an overseer of your soul. So God, the reckless love of God is pursuing is pursuing you. Please put your name there. The reckless love of God is pursuing you when you were lost. The reckless love of God is pursuing Sam when Sam was lost. God's reckless love is relentless. He searches and he pursues and keeps on. Some of you know exactly what God's relentless, reckless love is. Because he worked in your heart and your mind for years before you said yes. Some of you are still in that pattern of running from a shepherd who wants to find you. And that love of God is relentless. There is no shadow you won't light up. No mountain you won't climb up coming after me. And I couldn't earn it. And I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself to me. None of us can earn God's relentless and reckless love. None of us deserve God's relentless 
and reckless love. Let's see what Paul writes to Titus. Titus was, was Paul's spiritual son whom he mentored. Paul writes this. For we too were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by various passions and pleasures, living in malice and envy and hateful, detesting one another. Here's what a picture this is. This is a picture of a lost sheep. If you've been found by Christ, you are this. If you haven't been found, if you still know that you're being pursued, listen, this is where you're at. Exactly what Paul says. But, I love it when there's a but in Scripture. Because what that means is there's good stuff coming. But when the kindness of God, but when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, I want you to check these words out. His love for mankind appeared. His love for mankind appeared in a person. His son, Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us. He saved us. Not by our works of righteousness. That we had done. So Jesus gave us something. That we couldn't give ourselves. But according to. To his mercy. Jesus gave us something that we couldn't earn, that we didn't deserve. He gave us himself. Through the washing and the regeneration and the renewal by the Holy Spirit. Regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit simply means this. When you're found by Christ, when you're the sheep that's been brought back in, when you said yes to Jesus, you have a new life. You're renewed. That's the picture when it happens in baptism. That's the picture of you going down in the water and dying to yourself and you're being raised up. You're being raised up. That symbolizes a new life in Christ because regeneration, it symbolizes regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. The reckless love of God. Giving you something you could not earn. You put your name there. Giving Sam something that he could not earn. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. You have been so, so kind to me. So why? Why is God's love reckless? You see, God's love is reckless because God's love just does not make sense to us. Okay? In our minds, we have a past. We have a present. We can't see the future. Okay? But in our minds, it just doesn't make sense that a holy God would pursue sinners and lost sheep like me and like you. You see, because why is God's love reckless? A holy God deserves a loving relationship with sinful me and with sinful you. And we didn't do anything to earn it. And we obviously 
do not deserve it. God gave. God gave his son for me. But here's the thing about God. His reckless love. It's not a one chance thing. God is a God of many, many chances. He's the God of a second chance. He's the God of a third chance, a fourth chance, a fifth chance. He's the God of X number of chances. So if you're sitting there today, I read this quote this past week. If you're telling yourself that you don't deserve a second chance from God, remind yourself that you did not deserve the first one either. So listen, God pursues us relentlessly. He pursues us recklessly. The reason why it's reckless is we can't understand why. But we have to receive that reckless love simply by faith. So what is? What is my response to God's reckless love? I would say this. God's reckless love demands a response. God's reckless love is due a response. So there's some responses we're going to talk about. What is my response to God's reckless love? It's worship. Man, if you're a, if, if you've a, if you're a lost sheep that's been found, man, when we start singing in worship... That's when you engage. That's when you engage to a holy God who gave you something you could not earn on your own. So that's the reason why you sing. We're not doing tryouts in here on who's the best singer. But that's why you open your mouth and you worship a holy God because he found you when you were lost. Your response to God's reckless love, if you're that lost sheep that's been found, is worship and is praise. There's another response. That response is to say yes to Jesus. It's kind of like a math formula. It's believe, receive, become. And we see this in John chapter 1 verse 12. In John chapter 1 verse 12 it says this. Yet to all who receive him and to those who believe in his name, he gave the rights to become children. Of God. So here's how this works. If you're that sheep in here, you're that person in here that God's reckless love is pursuing, here's how you say yes to Jesus by believing. What do you believe? You believe that God gave his son to come to the earth and to live a sinless life, to die a criminal's death for you. And to raise from the third day. And he's seated in heaven by God. To believe that by faith. And then receive. You see, believe plus receive. Receive is this. We have to receive the forgiveness that God has freely given to us that we don't deserve. Just by asking for that forgiveness. But not just asking. But receiving that forgiveness. And walking and living in that forgiveness. So receive. 
Believe plus receive equals become a child of God. Here's what that means. When you say yes to Jesus, the author of Hebrew wrote, he wrote this, you become a co-heir with Christ. You become like a brother or a sister to Jesus Christ who searched you out and who found you. And now you're, you've been adopted in to that family because you've become a child of God. So, a response to God's reckless love is this. It demands a response. Worship or saying yes. There's another response. And this response is not listed in your bulletin. And this response is not on the screen. So I want you to listen. Because this is a dangerous place to be. The third response that people will make to God's reckless love is ignoring God's reckless love. When a person ignores God's reckless love, man, they walk out those doors the same way they came in. They ignore what God has done for them in their lives. Ignoring God's reckless love is a place where you just refuse to worship. You refuse to acknowledge God's pursuit for you. So I can speak into that because I know what it's like to run away from God with all that I have. I know what it's like to live in rebellion. I know what it's like to live in, 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 in total disobedience to God and have a holy God pursue you. So ignoring the reckless love of God is a choice that people make, is a response to God's reckless love. So the response to God's reckless love, his reckless love demands a response. And that response is either worship, saying yes to Jesus, or number three, Ignoring God's reckless love. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you, in the name of Jesus, to respond to God's reckless love. And here's how I'm going to ask you to respond. You've already got your pen in your hand, okay? And there's next step cards in the seat in front of you or around you. So I want you to grab a next step card. You don't have to write a lot. You see, there's lines on the back of this next step card. I want you to write one of three things. If your response to God's reckless love is to worship, you just write worship on there. I'm going to worship because of God's reckless love. If your response is that you just said yes to Jesus by receiving and believing and becoming, if you just said yes to Jesus, you write that on those lines. And you say, hey, I just said yes to Jesus, or I desire to say yes to Jesus. 
and you put your name and your best contact number on there, and we're going we're gonna to walk with you as you take next steps. But if you're in that place where you've just realized you have been ignoring the reckless love of God, I want you to write on here just that word, ignore slash help. You put your name and your number on there because here's what we want to do. We want to walk with you as you find the good shepherd, Jesus, who was recklessly looking for you, who was leaving the 99 to look for you. We want to walk with you. So the reckless love of God demands a response. Worship, saying yes to Jesus, or ignoring God's reckless love. In the name of Jesus, please respond in some way. One of those three ways to God's reckless love. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that in Scripture that you've demonstrated to us your love that's indescribable, your love that's huge, your love that just does not make sense. Lord, we worship you right now in the name of Jesus and say thank you for your reckless love. Father, right now for those people that that are listening and and those people that that are engaged and those people that are in our our venues, that their response to you is, is worship. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus as we sing this song, Reckless Love of God, God, that, that we'll engage in worshiping you because of your reckless love. And Father, for those in all our venues and who are watching and listening that just realized in the last few minutes that they're that lost sheep and they can believe and receive and become a child, God, I pray in the name of Jesus for those people's response to your reckless love, that they'll surrender and say yes to you. And then there'll be celebration and there'll be joy because they were once lost and now they're found. And Father, I pray right now for the people in all of our venues who have ignored your reckless love. And Lord, they're planning on walking out these doors the same way that they walked in. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you'll soften their heart. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they'll respond to you with worship or surrender to you. So in just a few seconds in all of our venues, we're going to take up the offering. And the offering is for those folks that call Rockbridge their home. If you're a guest, please feel no obligation to do that. The only thing we ask is you put your next step card in there. If you filled out a next step card and you put any of those three responses to God's reckless love on your next step card, we're going to ask you that you put that next step card as an act of faith in that offering basket so we can walk with you. We're also going to ask you that you'll just remain seated for a few moments, and then our worship leaders will invite you to stand. And you worship 
the God whose love is reckless and whose love is relentless and whose love is coming after you. Father, thank you for working in us and around us. You be glorified, King Jesus. It's your name I pray. Amen.